0: It's good. It's good. 2020 got a lot of things. That's, uh, you hear all the new little phrases, you know, I will eat plenty in 2020 and uh, I will have plenty in 2020. Uh, and we always talk about these uh, uh, New Year's resolutions that we try to uh, uh, conquer. Some of us are very, very good at it and some of us really are terrible at it. Uh, we started out and we never see it through. But Uh, I want us to, together uh, as a church, if you were here last week, uh, I introduced Psalm 100 uh, to you and then uh, told you uh, that this year will be the year of of the Word, that we're going to focus. So our resolution as a body is that we would really focus on God's Word. And I'm asking everybody, even though uh, we put the scripture on the screen from time to time, that we're going to pull back from that so that you will get your physical Bible. Now, remember, uh, uh, one of the reasons I don't do much on Facebook for you Facebookers is because the first thing that ever happened on Facebook where I commented uh, was a, a pastor friend of mine talked about how bad it was that we're moving away from the paper scripture and that he's tired of the iPads and he's tired of the phones, that we should have this physical Bible. And so I commented and basically said, you're an idiot. Um, it doesn't matter what form it's in. What happened if all the Bible, all the papers were burned and uh, all we had was electronic? Does that mean we're not going to read God's word? It's not, this is just going to burn one day. It's the words that are in it that are vitally important that were breathed. And of course, he's my buddy, so I told him it was an idiot. You're, you're a pastoral idiot. Because, you know, you have buddies that you can do that with. And man, that was the last time. The first and last time I ever made any comment about something that I thought, because you'll notice I don't, it blew up. Uh, so what I want you to know is I'm I'm not against the Bible as far as if it's electronic or if it's on your phone. Sometimes you guys look at your phone when I do your scripture and I'm hoping that you're not texting or uh, saying this guy is no good or, or whatever, but you're really in the Bible. So you can, can, do, can do that. But I want you to... I'm challenging you to get you a good paper Bible, and this year to hold it out in your hand and to be able to study it and read it and make notes in it. So if you don't have that, now until then, you get your own Bible that you love and you write in and that you want to do. There are Bibles back there that are uh, hard brown, and you can take it and use it, and it's an NIV are uh, uh, an ESV and you can take that and you can say that's my Bible it sure is. that's why we have them here your funds pay for those uh, but this is this is my Bible that I've had for years I have this has a lifetime guarantee on it uh, from the company that makes it I can spill coffee on it I can write on it it doesn't bleed through anywhere I know that you're not interested in this but look anywhere I open it, that's the middle it break it's going it's going to stay open it doesn't so. I just want you to know I'm proud of it. Anyway, uh, and so I bought this paper Bible several years ago, and I am slowly uh, uh, transferring messages from or studies from my older Bible to here. And then also I didn't want, uh, I think I've shared this with you, I didn't want a a, a red-lettered edition Bible. I wanted it uh, to be black so that uh, all the ink would be black so that I could have the first ever green-lettered edition so I every time I read the words of Jesus I do it in green and it lets me know that I've read that before and uh, so I really want to challenge you to get a Bible now next week Jesse's going to preach and let me tell you what he's going to do Jesse's going to tell you this is now (laughs) poor guy I'm fixing to tell him No, Jesse is is going to go through all the translations I'm going to give you a a little intro into what we're doing to help you understand why we do this but then next week uh, he's going to talk about all the different translations, what they mean, and then he's going to look at them uh, side to side to say, okay, here's what this translation says in this scripture, here's how it's written in this scripture, so you can see a word for word and a phrase for phrase, and then beyond that, uh, uh, it would be uh, uh, word for word, phrase for phrase, a thought for thought, I think. It's just more of a, you know, people took lots of liberties. But um, he's going to show you that and where we got the Bible, how how it came about, and how just like it, it takes faith. Everybody look right here. It takes faith to believe in Christ, right? It takes faith also to believe that the Holy Spirit uh, put these words on these men, t- th- these people, these men, to make them write this so that we would have it. It takes faith. All right? The more you read Scripture, look at it. <laughs> the more you read Scripture the more faith you're gonna have to have. Cause there's some stuff in here that you're gonna go, what, you know, a fish came up and gave a coin to somebody, you know, yeah. Uh, a, 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 a donkey talked, yeah. Uh, um, a wall came down, yeah. Uh, the water turned to blood, and not some die from a leaf? Yes. It takes more faith. As you read and you get deeper. Uh, to trust God. And to trust that this was it. This is what he left us. It takes a lot of faith. And for somebody to tell you anything different. Then they've never struggled with things. Because there are things that. now, this. There are things that are very hard to reconcile. For me as a pastor. Does that make sense? There are times where I counsel and there's a couple that's together and one is, is, com- is committed to the marriage and one is not. And they're being verbally abusive or physically abusive or they keep on having affairs. And then I go, Lord, this person's miserable. Do you want them to be miserable? Aren't we supposed to have joy in our life? So for me as a pastor, it's hard when you go, man, you're going to waste your life away with this person that cannot get it together. But then God hates divorce. And there are some times that I go, maybe you need to separate. You go, you do that? Yeah. When somebody's being physically abused, I'd be a fool. God does not want that person to be physically abused. so I, I, It's hard to reconcile. So the deeper you get into Scripture the more you're going to have to have faith in God and the more it's going to throw you off. Does that make sense to everybody? You know, how how do you tell somebody God's in control when you have mass shootings? How do I I reconcile that? Okay, but watch this. If we had no Bible, because remember the New Testament church, they didn't have a Bible. You go, well, they had the Old Testament. No, they didn't they hoped that they would hear something about the prophecies from the teaching, but they didn't have it in their home. You just didn't have, you know, they couldn't go out and make a copy, right? It would take a scribe years to write all that stuff down. But if you had nothing, if you had everything taken away from you as far as scripture, you have one thing that can't be taken away from you. And that's you one day making a decision that Christ was sent to this earth by God his father and he died for our sin so in the new we, we, here's what I want you to understand as we talk about the year of the word if, if the bible is taken away from us could we survive spiritually yes because nobody can take the day away from me that my savior saved me no one you couldn't beat it out of me you couldn't clean my mind. You can't do it. So we must trust in the word. But I'm going to tell you, you must trust in more than anything. You must trust in your God. Because if, if, if all those people, after Jesus died, if all those people, the disciples and those who came to know Christ, never had gotten to read anything or hear anything about the Old Testament, other than the prophecies that talked about Jesus, what would they do when they met together in their small group? Is everybody with me? What would you do? What would we do right now if we had no Bible? We talk about how much we love Jesus. We talk about how much we trust him. We talk about the moment that we encountered him. So as we focus in on this word, I, it's, it's inerrant to me. It's perfect the way it is. I trust it. But if somebody put me in a cell... all I had was my thoughts. I would know Jesus loved me just as much now as he does as he did or would if if I were in that cell by myself. It's the same thing with your family, right? Your family may one of my daughters moved away, but I'll always have these memories of her. She's there. One day, uh, we're all going to as somebody said it, one day we're all going to croak, right? <laughs> the greatest thing you have is the memory, right? I don't want you to forget that, that it's your relationship with the Lord. And so if you have that relationship, you're going to be talking to him. And then you begin to read this, and he will reveal things to you. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. So as we get into the word, I want you to know, I want you to buy one. We're not going to put a lot of scripture up there this, this year. It's going to be right here. We're going to open it and take a look at it. So this is a year in the Word. And the year in the Word comes out of this. Um, And here's what I want us to focus on. Here's Here's what we're doing. We're going to open it. We're going to search it. We're going to apply it. So you should get those words. Open, search, apply. Ready? Say it together. Open, search, apply. Now say it stronger. Ready? Open, search, apply. The Bible can't open itself for you. Okay, You have to open it. You have to physically open it. You have to find a time where you're going to open it and read it. When I read the Bible, there are times I read it for a devotional, and I open it for a devotional, and then there are times that I read it where I really want to learn something. Right? I really want to dig into a certain part of it. For example, we open up the Bible, and what we do is we have this book, which is a great book about Elijah, but what you need to do is we say it's the word. I want you to open that book and read it, and instead of reading the scripture that may be there, or he may put a little thing, this is where the reference is, you go in and you read the scripture. You open the Bible. Don't depend on them just to give it to you. Open it read it from your translation, and then you'll understand the whole story. Because what he'll do is he'll tell you, if you he'll, he'll write and say, uh, we learned this in whatever, whatever, and then maybe you stop and go, I don't know whatever, whatever verse is. So I'm going to go back, and I'm going to open it, I'm going to search it, and then I'm going to read this book, and then I'm going to apply it. The area that we don't do very well in is all three of those. We don't open it. (laughs) Therefore, when we don't open it, we don't search it. And when we don't search it, we have nothing to apply. Then all of a sudden, you're asking all these questions. Why, why, why? And God wants to take the why, and he wants to turn it into a what? And so it says, not, not why this happened to me, but what do you want me to do? How? How do you want me to respond? Where? Where do you want me to go? What? What do you want me to do? So we have to open it search for problem. That's why the open verse the first one. you got to open it, guys. So if I'm going to tell you you have to open it, then I'm going to start opening it up here, okay? So get your Bibles and uh, turn to Psalm 100 and kind of put your hand there and also get, uh, put your other finger or your, put your little uh, tassel there that's in front and put it in, in Acts chapter 17, and we're going to take a look at this. Uh, I would encourage you to get a new journal. Look, y'all, I got a new journal. I hadn't bought a new one in years. Journaling is vital, vitally important. There was a time that I got away from it. And uh, I really would. I would encourage you to journal and write your notes, uh, but also journal about your day. And people go, well, I don't write a diary. My journals are not diaries. My journal is I write to the Lord. That's what I do. Lord, I don't understand this. Lord, thank you for showing me this. And I really encourage you to journal because you journal about your feelings, what, what you're looking at that verse. And you, you can finally go back and say, well, what? You know, what, what happened on that day when I was really in a bad mood? And you go back and you look in your journal and you'll figure out what gets you in a bad mood. So if you don't have a journal, you need to start journaling. A lot of men think that journaling is uh, for the ladies. I'm going to tell you something, men. It's, it's for you. Okay? You need to work out. Sometimes men are thick. Ladies, is that true? They're just thick? You're not, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about thick-headed. I'm talking about thick-hearted. Sometimes it's hard for us to open up, and so I encourage you to journal. That way you can to, to communicate a, a little better, but also to journal about little notes that you see in the Word. I believe every person that starts to read Scripture should first read it for themselves. I never go to commentaries till after the third or fourth time that I've read through uh, Scripture. I get, and I say, Lord, what does this say? Then I go and search about the history. Where was it written to? Who was it written for? Uh, where, where, where was it written? So if you've never done anything uh, like that, you need to do that. But you've got to open it and apply it. Now, this is why we're doing this, okay? If, if you're visiting here, deciding this is your church home, we somebody asked me today, uh, hey, what's your vision? And I started talking about What my vision was, uh, 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 you know, for the year for the church, and they said, "No, no, what's your vision? Does your church have a vision?" I went, "Well, yeah, we have a vision, and I want you to know that vision. This is why we're applying the word. Let me show you why. There's a reason. First of all, remember, we're to influence our community with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. I want you to learn that phrase. Now, I keep on telling y'all that, and sometimes I go, "Hey, what's our vision?" You go. Um, something, a community, uh, truth and grace. No, grace and truth. Um, and look, look, I want you to learn it. So that when somebody says, where do you go to church? We go to Carpenter's Way. Well, what do y'all do there? What's important? Well, we're here to influence our community with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. Most people can't state the vision of their church. Number one, because they don't have one. Or number two, they don't, the, the church doesn't live by the vision. Does that make sense? This is why we're here. And you go, well, how are we going to learn to do that? This is exactly what we're going through. We're going to grow in understanding of the word of God. We're going to engaging with others and understanding the people of God. We're talking about the people that are saved and know God. And we're talking about the people that God made. They are gods, but they haven't recognized it yet. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. So we've got to figure out this community around us in Mid-County and say, how can we engage them? And then we're going to serve others by being involved in the work of God, okay? Uh, And living your entire life for the glory of God, knowing that it's not about you. So you say, how are we going to influence our community with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ? We have a reason. This is it right here. We have a way that we're going to do it. We're going to grow, engage, serve, and live. So when you see those, other than just made up words. We've got to have something to go by. And so the Lord, I would, we, uh, Jesse and I, back in December, we were talking about the new year, and we came up with this great theme, and we were going to call it outrageous. I was going to get those outrageous candy bars and get everywhere. And in my time with the Lord, I, he said, what are you doing? I, don't want you to, I want you to simplify it. I want you to study my word. And I went, okay. And then I said, can we still get the candy bars? And so anyway, w- w- this is it. So growing, engaging, serving, living. So when we do this, it's so you can better influence your community, right? With the grace and truth. How do you know about the grace and truth unless you open it, search it, and read it? If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. Listen, uh, so this year is, this is what we're going to focus on. We're growing in under in your understanding of the word of God, all right? So we're, gonna, we're, we're going to do that. So our goal for the next few years and I haven't even been able to tell my staff because they have had all the holidays, but they'll know it. This year is this, growing in understanding of the word of God in 2020. The next year is engaging. We're going to talk a whole lot about engaging. How do you evangelize your friends? How do you talk about Christ your friends? How can we engage the community uh, to get them to understand we're here for them? Then in 2022, we're serving others. We're going to talk about service. Now, we're going to do a little service things this year. And about This year, starting February, we're going to offer... uh, opportunities for for you to serve but in 2022 and then we know that living your entire life for the glory of God what does that look like in 2023? So when you when you are up here we're thinking I'm thinking long term how are we going to get you to understand that 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 statement influencing your community with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ? I want you to learn it and you go how do we do it? Then you tell people because we want to know the word of God We want to engage our community. We want to serve. And we want just our lives to live for the glory of God. So I know where I'm going to be preaching through 2023. We know the direction we're going. All right? So Acts 17, 22 through 28. Turn there. Every time I talk, and I don't know if you've noticed because I do this about once or twice a year. But in Acts chapter 17, uh, 22 through 28, this is... uh, uh, Paul had uh, was giving his, they call it the Sermon at, at Morris Hill. And he was actually at Athens, and, uh, and, he, and he, he ended up uh, speaking. It says this. He said, verse 22, I spoke on it not too long ago, back in September. It says, so, so Paul, verse 22, everybody there? Verse 22. Uh, so Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious in all aspects. Now, that word religious in the Greek is not just talking about us, it's that you are superstitious, is what that means. But you're superstitious, you have this superstition in all aspects. Uh, And then in verse 23 it says, For while I was passing through and examining the object of your worship, I also found an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. So he said, listen, I noticed that just in case we messed up, or you messed up, you made this other statue to an unknown God. It's kind of like when you and I, Ready? When you and I walk past a penny, if you're like me, I pass it up, but I always go back and pick it up. You know why? Because one day I may need that penny. I always do. I don't know why. Man, I'll pick it up off the ground, and then if I don't have a sink, I will Purex my hand like crazy because I don't know where that penny's been. But I pick it up. That's a superstition. Why do I do that? They were doing that. They go well. That's the penny. The, for us, we're just we, we don't we just want to make sure we caught it. We want to make sure in case we missed the real God, we got this one that's going to cover us. Can you imagine? And so he said that he said, hey, uh, it says I know, unknown God. Therefore, what you worship is ignorance. In ignorance, this I proclaim to you. He said, you may worship that in ignorance, but look what he says, twenty four. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. So God is not in this place unless we are all in it because God's in us, right? And if the chairs have stains and there's coffee things on the floor like I've told you, we can clean it up, right? We want it to look good. But he says, it's not in the temples that you're going into. Uh, he says, the God who made the world, uh, he is the Lord, in verse 25, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. That's why I always tell people, you know, when you serve, you don't serve for any, anything else from the but, but for the Lord. So when people say, do you like pastoring? And I say, well, I count it a privilege that he allows me to be involved in his work. That's a privilege. It's a privilege that you get to serve. It's a privilege you get to hold his children back there. It's a privilege you get to make coffee. It's a privilege. Does that make sense to everybody? It's a privilege, any service. Whether you cut grass, whether you clean carpet, whether you wipe windows, whether you clean a bathroom, that's a privilege because you're being involved. He doesn't need you. God could snap his finger and the babies could all be floating in the air and he's taking care of them. I mean, you you know, he really could. I know it sounds silly, but he... We do it because we love him. Look, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live uh, uh, on all the face of the earth, and having determined their appropriate times and boundaries of their habitation. You know, I often wonder, well, why did I get to live in America? Because God said, your boundary when you're born that's nice, isn't it? Well, what about the the, the the person that's born in in Russia? God decided the boundaries. God decides the length of our days. Now I know it's good to eat healthy and I try to. I'm not very good at it as you can see, but I try. I hadn't had a little Debbie in about three months. But God numbers my days. He numbers our days. Look, he makes our boundaries. Therefore, I have to believe, since he's done all that, he's put me here at this time. Look, and they would seek God. He said, that, uh, boundaries and their habitations. Why? That they would seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. This verse, I don't know if you realize it, every time I show you our... If you haven't... Nine, these, these nine years you've been with us, every time I show that vision statement and how we're going to make it happen, I have read those verses. Because God wants us, through his word, he's saying God wants us to almost grope. One, one translation that we would feel our way into understanding who God is, right? And sometimes it's strong emotions that lead us to God, right? When, when you were saved and you didn't understand it all, I don't know about y'all, but I cried like a baby and I don't know why I was crying. Anybody here willing to admit I did the same thing? why well because the save of the universe saved your soul and you came to understand that because we were groping for it this is why we do what we do So this is a reminder to all of us in Acts chapter 17 that every time you see this, I want you to think in your head, Acts chapter 17, Carpenter's Way, why do we exist? Well, we exist to influence our community with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. How are we going to do that? We're growing in in God's Word, and this this year we're all about growing in God's Word. And then we're going to engage the... People, God's people, those who are His people and know it, and those who are His people that don't know it, right? Then we're going to serve. We're going to serve the community. We're going to serve each other. Then we're going to what? We're going to live our life for no other or no other's glory but the glory of God, the attention of God. Got it? And why do we do that? Because, right, God wants us to help people feel their way, grow up their way into understanding who He is. And so we've got to do that. So that's why we've got to open it. We've got to search it, what? And apply it. right? And then you'll begin to understand. And one day you'll say something <clears throat> that you shouldn't have said, and you will catch yourself and not have to wait till Sunday when I preached on something, and you go, "I need to apologize, but you will be so close to God through His word. You'll go, "Hey, listen, before Sunday." You'll go, hey, that was wrong with me. I didn't tell you to do it. Who told you to do it? God. And when you start doing that, it'll become a pattern that you'll apply those things. So, <clears throat> Psalm 100. Go to Psalm 100 because I wanted to remind you. How many of you did what I asked you to do and read Psalm 100 every day? Anybody do it? Anybody do it? Did you see some new stuff in there? Huh? Did you see it? Now remember, uh, Psalm 100, for those of you who weren't here last week, uh, I encourage you for another week, I want you to read Psalm 100. Just read it several times. Read it every day. So let's do it for another week uh, or so and and do that. Let's read Psalm 100 one more time. And uh, you go, well, we all read it last time. Well, you know, repetitiveness sometimes is good, right? So let's read it again. Psalm 100. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Now remember, it's an invitation. Just to remind you, this is an invitation. You can shout joyfully to the Lord. All you have served the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generation. For those of you who weren't here, what we learned, let's see if we can do that. We learned three things through that scripture that I I pointed out to you. And that is the first thing, God is inviting us to what? What? Anybody remember? Yeah, see, and see, here's the thing. Some of you are going, shout, shout. Some of you aren't saying anything because, like, I don't want anybody to look at me, but that's okay. Okay. It's shout. Remember, we decided that shout, really, we shout our own way. Some shout with their hands up. Some shout by serving. Some shout by kneeling. Some shout by being quiet. But we shout our own way. Then he said, I want you to what? Second one? Anybody? Serve. I want you to serve me. I want you to serve me. Okay? You say, well, why are you doing last week's message kind of again? Because we forget. Right? Right? That's why I want you to get a Bible that you can write in and underline or highlight. Shout, serve, and what's the last one? No. Shout, serve, no. So the reason I'm doing this, not to make you feel bad, it's just to say you need something to write in. that you can go back, all right? How many of you have ever started talking to somebody and you'll go, ah, ah, somebody says, "You know that movie?" and they start, and you're going, ah, what's the name of that movie? And you remember who played in it, and you go, "I can't remember their name." So what do you do? You Google it, right? Let's Google it. Google. Oh yeah. And then you all of a sudden you feel like, yeah, it was so and so. I knew that it was so and so. Well, you got your Google now, but what do you have for God's Word? You, you got your Bible. Well, let's. I don't know. Google it. Bible it. I don't know. Google it. I don't know what to do. Just all I know is you have somewhere to go, and you have somewhere to take you to where you know that uh, uh, this scripture is. And I've I've told you this probably two or three years ago. But in my Bible that I use to tell people about Jesus, I've been doing this for 35 years, and I still can't remember sometimes the scripture because I'm nervous. You're nervous when you talk to people about Jesus? Yes. And Jesus laughs at me. The Holy Spirit goes, Why are you so nervous? It's in your heart. And I go, I know, but I don't. It's not about you. And I go, Yeah, but I want them to be saved. And so I write all my, uh, when you're looking at it, I write uh, facing me on the top pages. The first one I know where to go to, but then the next one tells me where to go to. Be wise. We all can't remember it. Some people are very gifted and have this incredible memory. I. Uh, I can remember some things, but when I get nervous, I, I, I want to remember. So that's why. So that's why if somebody ever says, uh, hey, pastor, we need you to preach, which has happened to me three or four times. Uh, I was sitting, I think I shared it with you, I was sitting, did it at the hour Weekend. I thought I wasn't going to have to preach, and it was all good. And the pastor sat down beside me at the front row. He said, you did a great job this weekend. It's like, a, you know, there's 1,200 people sitting out there. <laughs> and he goes, I go, thank you. And he goes, I'm really looking forward to hearing your message. And I went, <laughs> And I looked at the youth minister. I said, who's doing the message? He said, you are. And I said, oh, no. He goes, what? I said, you didn't tell me. He goes, I, I didn't tell you. I said, are you ready? I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really am. I'm ready. So when people talk to you about Christ and you know something can't you can't remember, make your notes. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm overemphasizing getting you a physical Bible. We'll start writing in it, all right? So uh, we, it was this, that we shout. Uh, we would shout, we serve, and we know. Now, this is a message I did in November. Anybody remember it? Yeah, it's good. I like it when y'all snap pictures of it. And put it somewhere. And I did these on all different sorts of scriptures. But I want you to see what I'm talking about. If you don't, watch this. It's so basic. If you don't open it, and then what? Okay, let's start over. If you don't open it, and then, and then, there's no way that this is going to help you. So I taught you that each day I must guard my heart. This is all based on Scripture. And I can continually examine what negative and ungodly influences I encounter. As I notice these unhealthy attitudes, thoughts, and actions, I must toss them aside and begin filling my heart and mind with Scripture. This will produce a lifestyle and countenance that is relieved of anxiety, thankful for God's grace, and satisfied with who I am. Anybody remember that? I told you, look, guard your heart, examine your heart. Toss it out. What you don't need, you'll find yourself relieved, satisfied, and thankful in most situations. But what we failed to see is this was the main important part. The actions, I must toss them aside and begin filling my heart and mind with Scripture. You go back. I I always try to point you to Scripture. Right? So it's a year in the Word to open, search, and apply. I want you to learn those. It's a year in the Word. And in the year in the Word, we're going to do what? Open search. Apply. It's a year in the Word. We're going to do what? Open search. Apply. I can't make you open it. I can only help you search it and open it on Sundays. And I can't help you apply it except on Sundays. You've got to start searching the Word of God. So what we're going to do is we're going to open our Bibles in two weeks, I want you to start doing this this week. I want you to read Psalm 100 for another week. And then uh, uh, Jesse's going to come up here next week, and he's going to teach you about the different forms of Bible. So if you're thinking, I don't know which one I want to buy at or get, then he's going to show you that overview of them, word for word, phrase for phrase, thought for thought. And he's going to help you see the differences, and you can go out and get those, get one of those scriptures that help you. Okay, And he's going to show you many. Uh, uh, I would say uh, I would say NIV would be the furthest I'd want to go. Maybe NLT uh, for the uh, for the uh, 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 word for word. I would say if you're going to study it, stay away from the thought for thought, which is books like the Message or the Amplified, and get something that's in the mix of a word for word, thought for thought. If you're with me, so oh, yeah. And he's going to teach you that next week. But what I want you to again is I want you to do the first part of it and to open your Bibles for the next couple of weeks. And then in two weeks, we will start working through First John. So what I want you to do is to prepare in advance. Read through first John. Go back, read through first John. And then go and read third, uh, Second John and Third John, see how they're attached. And when I, when, when, in two weeks, when we start it, we'll give you an overview of what, who wrote the book, why they wrote the or letter, who wrote the letter, why they wrote the letter, so that you'll understand the background of it, what was the culture like. And if everybody's with me, say, oh, yeah. We are going to study the Bible, and we're starting in First John. Remember I told you, if you want to know about the history of God, you go to what book? Anybody? Well, you go to, if we want to look, let's let's stick in the New Testament. If you want to learn about the history of God, you can learn it this way, but you can also learn it, you can learn it in Romans or Hebrews. Yeah, Hebrews is going to give you history of God. If you want to know how to, if you want want to know about Jesus and study Jesus, you go to John. But if you want to know how to live like Jesus, you go to 1 John. So we're going to learn how to live like Jesus, and then we're going to learn a little bit more about, uh, how in John we'll learn who Jesus was, and uh, that is studying your Bible. So that's really, you're going to come here, you sometimes feel like it was just a lecture, but at the same time, hopefully you'll have your Bible with you, have your notes, uh, be ready to do it. I have a pencil, y'all, you can order them. Shannon makes fun of me, I think, but I, I like my little pencil. It's a little color pencil. Have you ever seen these? Uh, yeah, it's got, it's, it's, a, it's a pencil, and I can do it green. So there's what I do the words of Jesus in. Right? And when Satan's mentioned, I do it in red. Yeah. And then uh, when, when, uh, when, uh, when they mention an Old Testament quote in any, anywhere, I do it in brown. Because it's old. <laughs> so, good deal. I know I'm silly, but I love the word of God. I believe that God will honor us this year. And I believe we will be able to go take the next steps. You know, watch this. When you look at church work, everybody with me? Look right here. You have all these ideas that people have about how to get new people in. You have all these ideas on, okay, we need to build a building to make more room. And some of those are true. We will get up here and we won't go down. We we can't go above it. And I know that this year, we're going to have to do something. I want to do something. I want, to, I want a master plan of this whole place that we have now. I want to know where we're going to put a building, make more room where we can serve our community. Everybody look right here. But what I don't want to do as your pastor is think that that's the, that's, that's the end all. And I think what the Lord did, I said, Lord, I don't know what to do or how to do this. And I, I felt in my spirit, my heart, Lord telling me what's most important is me and my word and my people and the vision that I give you for what's next will fall into place if your people are listening to my spirit and reading my word that's what I desire yeah we we will talk about buildings but what we do now and what we do in community group is so much more important If you understand that, say, oh, yeah. So we're going to be in the word this year, and I think God will honor the other things that we're going to be doing. Let me pray for us, and you'll be dismissed. And, uh, man, y'all have a great week. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's the next service we do, the chairs. So remember, your book's back there. They're $10. If you have it, great. If you don't, your credit's good. You can pay it in the back later. But go and pick up your book if you're going to a community group. And uh, go do that as you're walking out. You can do it, do the payment later, but at least you can have it, okay? Remember, drop your kids off at a quarter to six, no earlier, pick them up, no later than a quarter till eight, all right? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the vision you gave this church years ago. Thank you. helping us, help us, help us to find time, make time to open your word every day and to search it and help us to know how to apply it so that we can live better lives for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a great, great week. God bless you. Grab your book on your way out.